0: Thanks for being with us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Welcome into the Beyond the Game program. We'll talk sports, we'll keep it clean as we hold to a faith based perspective of the sports world. Hopefully, we'll encourage you along the way, leave you with a thought or two from the Word of God as it pertains to things going on in sports. Sports are not different than anything else in life. We take our faith with us, it's not a separate aspect of our lives. Nothing is. Our faith is to be lived out every day in all that we do, and not just reserved for Sunday morning. Many of us likes to view sports. We like to view it as an escape from the real world, and in its purest form, I suppose it is. Can't tell you how many times over these last weeks, Zach, I'll be working around the house, and long about 1 o'clock or so, I'd love to just escape my projects, have a lie on the couch in front of the game, but, you know, COVID. yeah. Sports is entertainment. You know, much like music, movies, or many other entertainment options, it's intended to show us a good time. Which is why when you start getting angry, you really lose sight of what it's all about. We have to remember the entertainers themselves, well, they are people. No, they're not like you and I. Regardless of what they say, their lives are very much different. They're often very much isolated, disconnected from much of how you and I experience everyday life, but it doesn't change the fact that they have emotions, they have concerns, fears, passions, so on. We're certainly seeing that in recent weeks with many social issues our country is going through. Many athletes, many celebrities have things to say. And it's not fair to tell an athlete or an entertainer to shut up and dribble or shut up and sing or shut up and do whatever it is they do. But I do understand that sentiment. While they have a platform and they have every right to use that platform, they often come across as their opinion holds more value than mine or than yours, and it, and it doesn't. To celebrate the views of someone because they've achieved some level of notoriety, more so than the guy who lives next door to you, it's just not right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the guy who lives next door to you is an idiot. But maybe so is that famous person who you like so much just because they can hit a baseball a long way or Mm -hmm. sing a song really well. Or they're really good at make believe out in Hollywood. Now, I've often said nobody cares about your opinion. When what I really mean is nobody cares about your opinion just because you're famous or at least they shouldn't. But we should stop and consider if what they're saying has merit because they may actually know a thing or two. It takes some effort, but what I'm saying is consider what they're saying, whether it's the celebrity or whether it's the guy next door. Hear them. Listen to them. Think about what they've said. Don't just assume they're right because of their fame or because they, well, they have a radio program. And I think this this is a result of it being the easy thing to do. Too many times people will follow something someone says because that is what culture tells them to do. It's what social media says is the trendy thing to do. It breeds a mob mentality, and that's just destructive. Pick your subject. Black Lives Matter, endorsing riots and looting, kneeling. There are many things going on right now which some people will think for themselves, but others will simply just take the opinion they're they're told is the right way to think by whomever or whatever it is that influences them. When it comes to law enforcement, my guy. Lil Wayne, you know, Zach, I'm all about the Lil Wayne music.
1: Oh, yeah, Hip Hop Rick is back. I love Hip Hop Rick.
0: (laughs) He, as well as some other people, have received criticism for not following the narrative that all law enforcement should be condemned, demonized, whatever you want to say, like any other group of people, including church-going people, by the way. You will find evil. You will find people who do bad things. Police officers are no exception, but... By far, the high percentage of them are wonderful, loving people. My heart, my heart breaks for, like, this young woman in New York City who was killed simply for being a police officer, this young black woman. I, I mean, there are others. This is just evil. Lil Wayne, my guy, he said, I think when we see these situations, I think we also have to understand that we have to get very specific. And what I mean by that is we have to stop viewing it with such a broad view meaning we have to stop placing the blame on the whole force or the whole everybody or a certain race or everybody with a badge. And he's absolutely right.
1: That's the smartest thing I've ever heard him say.
0: Of course, in response, some celebrities have made posts telling Lil Wayne to STFU. whatever that means.
1: Wink, wink, much, not sign them all.
0: Imagine saying that to Lil Wayne. I mean, Lil Wayne, right? Lil Wayne's bringing the truth. He's bringing common sense to the discussion. And being disrespected like that? But seriously, why, do, why does he need to shut up? Isn't that saying the same thing as shut up and sing, shut up and dribble?
1: Yeah, it's it's you can really tell what the storyline is that everybody is pushing. Because if you think about it, just a few weeks ago when the big story was COVID, how many celebrities did you see appearing on TV during the NFL draft or all over the place saying, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. We're going to get through this together. And now the storyline is race riots and the police and stuff. And now instead of we're all in this together, like a few weeks ago, it's defund police, black lives matter, all of this stuff that you're seeing. The big storyline isn't we're in this together anymore. Now it's, we have to be divided. And it's, it's amazing how quickly that switch flipped.
0: I'll tell you, it's especially significant that Lil Wayne said, what he said, what he said is spot on, but it's the same thing. A lot of people are saying, in addition to being sound wisdom, what is significant is his audience? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that Lil Wayne and I have different circles of influence. His words will reach a different group of people than mine will, which, by the way, makes the command of Jesus Christ in Mark 16:15 to go ye into all the world to preach the gospel to every creature. That's imperative to each one of us because your words will reach different people than mine. You have influence with people I'll probably never meet. There may be people that your voice might be the only voice they listen to when you tell them about Christ. They won't hear it from Rick Benson, but they might from you or they might from Lil Wayne. (laughs) And and I got to tell you, I don't really know what to make of the Drew Brees comments. He spoke out against Colin Kaepernick's kneeling. And here we are right back to Colin Kaepernick again. Mm -hmm. You could not live with your own failure. What did that bring you? Back to me. He spoke out against Colin Kaepernick's kneeling the anthem, and after getting criticism, seemed to do an about-face, his wife even saying later that they're part of the problem. What? Why? Because you're white? Because your opinion doesn't match what the social experts say it should be, so you're part of the problem? Now, let me say this. If Mr. and Mrs. Breeze, if they've had a change of heart, they feel differently than they did a week or so ago, Man, that's a right. I, I'm not here to disparage their opinion or their changed opinion. But if they were pressured to change their mind, that's different. I'm going to tell you, I kneel for the king. I kneel for Jesus Christ. I suppose I kneel when I get winded, too. But, I, I mean, I'm not kneeling for your cause. I'm not apologizing for not kneeling. I'm not apologizing for being, for being white. I'm not apologizing for disagreeing with Colin Kaepernick's tactics. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. You have a right to protest not vandalize, not steal. You don't have a right to destroy. You have a right to protest. Protest whatever you want. That's your freedom. And I couldn't care any less what you protest against because I believe in your freedom to do so. But do it right. During the national anthem is not right. Too many people have died for what that flag represents. Have some respect. I've heard the argument that the flag doesn't represent for some what it represents for others. But it still represents this country, the United States of America, and out of respect for the people who love it, don't be kneeling while that symbol is being honored or celebrated. And Yes, I think he's being blackballed by the NFL. People say they should give him his job back, but he doesn't want that job back. He wants a starting job. Mm-hmm. I still maintain the only job he should have is backup because he played his way out of a starting role. But I started out the segment by saying, we need to listen better to Kaepernick, to my guy, Lil Wayne to LeBron James, even James Woods. But there's a way to express your view which doesn't disrespect someone else's differing view. And kneeling during the national anthem and wearing socks would show cops as pigs, well, that ain't the right way. That's childish. Some have suggested that maybe had he not done it during the anthem, nobody would have noticed. And I'm not sure if that's true, but even if it is or isn't, find another way. Maybe he could have broken the huddle. He Maybe he could have done this. He could have broken the huddle and on the way to the scrimmage line, take a quick knee and get right back up and, and call the play. Everybody watching would have noticed. Mm-hmm. People would wonder, why does he do that every game?
1: Yeah, I think the big issue I have with it is obviously the flag represents more than just police brutality. But also, like, it's 2020. When he was doing this, it was the mid-2000 teens. There are so many platforms to make your statement on. You know, ESPN will interview you. They'll do a show about it every every station if you're going to say something controversial like he has said they'd love to put a microphone in your face and get your statement you can write a piece for the players Tribune you can tweet about it you can post it on your Facebook you can you could put it you can make your own YouTube channel you know if you have a message that you want to get out there are so many platforms that to kneel for the flag of the United States there's you cannot convince me that's the best way to go about it
0: my problem is not the kneeling. My problem has always been the timing when he kneeled. Just don't do it during the anthem. Society, though, it does need to listen better. Instead of shut up and dribble, it should be shut up and listen. And that's to all of us. And I think social media has just accelerated this process, which has led culture to a place where everybody wants their voice heard. Everybody thinks... What they have to say is important. And if you think I'm wrong, just give up Facebook, Twitter, or whatever for, for a few weeks. And I bet something is going to come up where you're going to wrestle with yourself because you just have to tell the world what you think about something. It, people wanting to be heard, but not wanting to listen is selfishness. And I can tell you that much of the writing is selfish. Condemning an entire group of people, whether that be a race or a workforce, whatever, that's selfish. It's saying my opinion matters but yours do not, so I'm not even going to listen. Now, believers in Christ are not supposed to be given to selfishness. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. What I know is that most people listening to the radio, reading social media, they're not going to be influenced all that much. Probably not going to be a lot of people who see your anti-abortion post and become pro-life as a result. People are selfish because they are the center of their own value system. But for those of you who call yourself believers in Christ, you should not be the center of your value system. You should be turning to God's word for what is valuable. So for you, the believer, I say that you must listen better. We must be less selfish. And believers, you're probably no different than the rest of society. You have your presuppositions, your preferences, and you might even be right. But real change, whether that change is in yourself or whether it's in others, comes when we listen and we will look on the things of others a little long in this segment my apologies i'll try to do better next time but after we take a break zach will share some shenanigan statements we hope you'll stick around thanks for being with us along with zach barletta i'm rick benson this is to be on the game program let me tell you about Rock Cares. You know what community is. It's people. People coming together to serve one another and help one another. What a great example during this crisis by showing an act of kindness with a care pack from Rock Cares, which in turn helps keep local businesses and workers working and serving their community. Visit rockcares.info and choose from two fresh and delicious packages. Send one to yourself and one to someone who you want to know just how much you appreciate them. Plus, with every package purchased, a gift bag with fresh fruit and a healthy snack will be delivered to a medical professional on the front lines of this COVID virus. Visit rockcares.info, that's R-O-C Cares.info, info, or call them. Go old school. 585-775-7520. Rockcares.info. Neighbors helping neighbors.
2: It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer, because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
0: Well, let's tell you what's going on at Roberts Wesleyan College. This is our Red Hawks recap brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Not much going on. The semester is over. The students have graduated. But Roberts Wesleyan College will be holding its third annual Athletic Preview Day this August. The event is specialized for high school athletes who are interested in playing at the collegiate level for the Red Hawks. The event is scheduled for Monday, August 3rd from 8.30 a.m. to 2.45 p.m. Attendees and their families will have the opportunity to see the campus, the athletic facilities, meet with coaches and professors, and hear from other student-athletes on their experiences as part of the Red Hawks. There will also be opportunities to learn about NCAA compliance standards and how it relates to making sure potential student-athletes are eligible for competition at the NCAA Division II level. Once again, that's Monday, August 3rd from 8.30 a.m to 2.45 p.m. And also remember the Red Hawks Golf Scramble is coming up on July 20th. Make plans now as Roberts Wesleyan College will host its 13th annual Red Hawks Golf Scramble on July 20th at Mill Creek Golf Club. You can sign up at their website, robertsredhawks.com. For updates, other Roberts Athletics news, follow them on Twitter at Redhawks. This has been the Red Hawks recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College.
2: If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, Think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, President of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA National Championship appearances, and 96 student athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu.
0: Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. I'm Benson, he's Barletta, and you're you. The program is recorded in the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. It's heard all around the world via podcast. For instance, 6% of the downloads of our last program were from international locations. 6%.
1: That seems like a lot.
0: I have no idea, but it's 6%. (laughs) That's cool. Here in the U.S., we say hello to Birmingham, Alabama. We thank you for listening. The Birmingham Barons, minor league affiliate. of The Chicago White Sox obviously make their home there. So many great baseball players and basketball players have been part of the Barons. Original MTV VJ Allen Hunter, born in Birmingham back on February 14, 1957. Maybe the greatest pure athlete who ever lived. Bo Jackson, born in the Birmingham suburb of Bessemer, Alabama, as was New Orleans Saints backup quarterback. Jameis Winston, who said this week that, historically, I'm one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. I can't even say it with a serious face. Uh, what? I mean, he, he's a candidate for our You Talk Too Much segment.
2: They be constantly beefing,
0: man, when they should just be chilling. Word, they need to learn. Shut up! Shut up, just shut up, shut up, shut up, just shut up, shut up. You talk too much, you
2: worry me to death. Yaggity, 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 all the time.
1: He throws a lot of touchdowns and a lot of yards, but he has a really high completion percentage to the other team. But how about RG3? Did you see RG3 this week said he wants to be a starter again? (laughs) Look, dude, I understand you were a hotshot at one point, but, like, Cam Newton doesn't have a job. If Cam Newton doesn't have a job, how are you going to get one?
0: Wherever it is you're listening from, we thank you for being part of this week's program. Time for Zach Barletta to do what the world has come to love him for, and that's taking us through this week's shenanigans topics.
1: All right, the NBA's restart plan is better than the NHL's because it includes eight seeding games with a potential play-in scenario.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I guess probably the result is the same. They've invited nearly everyone to the dance except a pitiful few, but I kind of like the NBA's plan to give teams a chance at seeding themselves, which Really, let's just be real, all it amounts to is they're doing everything they can to get Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans (laughs) into the postseason.
1: I agree as well. And it feels really dirty to me to say that the NBA did something (laughs) better than the NHL because you know my thoughts on that. But I do like that the teams have to play a few of their remaining games against the games that have playoff implications as seeding games. I think that's cool. And I think the reason I like that is it feels like the teams that make it in sort of have to earn it. Where the NHL, I believe their plan is that the rest of the season doesn't happen. They just take 24 teams and throw them in the playoffs and get started. I like that the NBA is going to sort of make their teams at least a little bit earn their way in. So I think that's why I like the NBA's plan better. Number two, in regards to COVID-related cancellations, losing out on playing sports is a bigger deal in professional sports than it is in amateur sports.
0: You know, I'm going to say shenanigans. It, it's a big deal to everyone who plays sports. Professionals, mm-hmm. I get it, man. They're losing a lot of money. I especially feel for those who aren't big stars and, and just getting by, they're really feeling it. Minor leaguers, who those who weren't cut, making $400 a week, man. But those amateur and high school players, they not only lost memories, but some of them lost out on an opportunity to advance to another level. And mm-hmm. Some will get that chance back. Some won't. All those kids who play recreationally, the venues, the organizers, the coaches who have done so much, they work so hard, missing out on really what's become a big part in their lives. Mm -hmm. I just think they have it worse than the pros.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think what sways it for me is that amateur players are having their chances to go professional and their ability to earn right off the bat affected. I think of... Uh, the football players who were drafted or not drafted uh, a month or two ago that maybe needed to have a pro day to um, to advance their draft stock. You know, guys that couldn't run at the combine, but were going to have a pro day, didn't get to have the pro day. You think about uh, the Major League Baseball draft is happening this week. Guys are being drafted who haven't played baseball since last year. You know, and some of these guys really could have used this season to maybe get them into the first round or get them from undrafted to drafted or something and didn't have that chance to show themselves. So I think for a lot of guys that aren't yet getting paid to play the game, it's really hurting them. Number three, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred has the authority to start the season based on what was negotiated with the Players Union back in March. Doing so and disregarding the union's latest proposals will lead to an eventual work stoppage.
0: What do you think, Zach?
1: I mean, I think it has the potential to, um, it seems like over the last several decades, the negotiations for the new CBAs are never peaceful. And there seems to be a lot of back and forth. And I feel like every time we hold our breath that we're, that we'll have baseball. Um, look, I think everyone wants baseball to be played this year. Rob Manfred has said baseball will be played. The players have all said they want to play, but they need to get paid. Uh, I feel like ultimately they're going to try to find a way to do it, but, um, Look, is it worth it to have 50 games of baseball this year if it costs us another season uh, in a year or two when they are negotiating? So, look, I think it does have the potential to hurt negotiations. I really hope that it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think eventually it will lead to a work stoppage. I I think these are two sides that are bitter with one another. They're probably heading there anyway. There's just so much distrust and so much selfishness on both sides. I know it's not my place to tell anybody how much I should make, how – They should spend that money, how much they should keep. But come on, this is a really, really bad look for both sides. I think forcing the players into something they don't really want is just going to add to the discontent they already have.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, the Diamondbacks owner this past week proposed that in whatever agreement they come to, they need to find a way to include a salary cap. If you're the owners and you're looking to take advantage of the COVID situation to get a salary cap passed, There's no way the players are going to agree to that, and you're going to piss them off for years to come. So if the owners are really that tone deaf to try something like that, then there will definitely be a work stoppage.
0: When we come back, something encouraging from the world of sports. It's our You Like That segment. It's on the way next right after this short break. Community is all about people coming together to serve one another and help one another what a great example during this crisis by showing an act of kindness with a care pack from Rock Cares, which in turn helps keep local businesses and workers working and serving their community. Visit rockcares.info and choose from two fresh and delicious packages. Send one to yourself and one to someone who you want to know just how much you appreciate them. Plus with every package purchase, a gift bag with fresh fruit and a healthy snack will be delivered to medical professionals on the front lines of this COVID virus. Visit rockcares.info, that's R-O-C cares.info, or call them at 585-775-7520, rockcares.info. Neighbors helping neighbors.
2: Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu.
0: Time to go home, but before we do, let's give you our You Like That for the week. The ESV version of Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. NASCAR this week banned the Confederate flag from its events and properties. And yes, I actually like this. I know what some are thinking the Confederate flag. It represents more of a love of Southern heritage than a support for racism. Heck, I didn't even know NASCAR had black fans who'd be offended by it. (laughs) Just kidding. But you might be right about what it represents to you. And I still think people get overly worked up over little things. And maybe this is one of them. But the Confederate flag, as much as you may love it, it also represented an army which marched in defense of slavery. I'm not a Civil War expert, but I get this one. I respect your love for Southern heritage, but just as I said earlier in the program that Colin Kaepernick should not kneel during the anthem because of what the American flag represents, I agree with NASCAR's decision. Because of what the Confederate flag represents, or maybe I should say better what it originally
1: stood for and represented.
0: And it's what I like like this week.
1: What I like this week, Benson, I like having the Major League Baseball draft. I don't know if you were even aware that it's going on this week. I asked several people at work today that are big sports fans. They were not aware that it's going on this week. But I'm aware and I'm a big fan of it. We don't know who a lot of these kids are. We won't see them this year or probably even next year. But it's something that's happening. And right now, there's not a lot happening. And it's something to talk about. We could listen to all the talking heads on MLB Network. Tell us why these kids are the next big thing. So having the MLB draft as baseball to talk about. Maybe the only baseball action we get this year. That's what I like you this like week. That?
0: I actually did follow it. A lot of Arizona State guys taken. I know the Yankees took uh, Wells. Uh, catcher. Uh, catcher.
1: Yeah. He may not be a catcher long term, but he's he's going to hit. So,
0: Well, that's our show for this week. We did the best we could. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks so much for being with us. Let me close with a reminder. The Beyond the Game program, it's mainly a listener-supported radio ministry, and we thank to the many who have supported us with both prayers, uh, financial gifts, With your help, we've been able to bring the good news of the Bible to sports fans all around the world using Sports Talk Radio. We're asking that you would continue to remember us in your prayers. If God does lay it on your heart to make a financial contribution to this ministry, whether that be a one-time gift or recurring amount, please go to our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold. And be great this week, everybody.